everyone, and we are in episode 30 of season 2 of Going Beyond Salvation, and this is your host, Jess Robinson, and I'm hoping that you're having a blessed week. Uh, you know, we can always praise that God is good all the time, and that, so today I just really want to, uh, you know, just kind of some housekeeping things to start off with, with this podcast. Uh, one of the things that is going to be happening is it's going to show on the next episode that it's called season three. And what it is, is every so many books of the Bible, because as you keep going, the number keeps going higher and it actually gets harder for me to keep track of you know, all which number we're at sometimes. So it's a lot easier to just break it off into seasons. And so we're just kind of at a point because we're finishing numbers and we're, we'll be going into Deuteronomy. And so we'll be jumping into another season for uh, our daily reading. And, and so it just makes it also easier when I'm referring back, you know, which season it's you know, I'm talking about if we've kind of talked about something before, but so that's what we're doing. So I just want to say that and, uh, just, you know, continue to go on with the daily reading and, uh, there, there might be an increase in some of the reading. Uh, we will see. It's just, however, the Holy Spirit leads me and, you know, I just really hope you're, you're enjoying this. I'm actually enjoying this going through this because there's been times where I sit there and I, I look at the old Testament and there's, you know, just something that correlates or mag, you know, is magnified in the new Testament. And so it's just kind of been exciting to read this and, and to actually do the research and, and just to study. And so, we're in uh, chapter 35 and 36 of Numbers. And so, you know, in 35, we see that the Lord, you know, provides towns for the Levites. And as we've talked about in past podcasts, the Levites weren't going to get a land inheritance because their inheritance was the Lord. But the Lord still provided them towns and he still provided them pasture land for the flocks that they were going to receive. And so, you know, he still provided for their needs and and they were to rely on the Lord for their needs. And so it was very, very crucial that because they were living a life set apart and it's just how we are, you know, when we're living a life set apart for the Lord, you know, he's our provision. And, you know, we can get our identity caught up in our jobs and, you know, there's nothing wrong with jobs, you know, don't be quitting your job, especially like if you feel like you've been called to that, that job, you know, I tell our youth group, you know, if you feel called to being a doctor, you can be a Christian doctor, but allow the Lord to provide for you to be this doctor and, and let him guide and direct you to the hospital you need to be. You know, I, my husband's cousin, she's a nurse and, uh, she loves doing medical missions. She loves going on mission trips where she's a nurse for a doctor and they go to 
places that don't, the medical, you know, they don't have adequate medical care. And so she gets to go on these mission trips and she loves it. She just loves traveling and she wishes she could do it full time, but you know, you only go for so many weeks and then you go back and she has, you know, a nursing job, but, and she loves it, but her heart is, you know, she would rather travel and, and do these mission trips, you know, and I see the pictures she posts and she's always, you know, she loves going down into South America. That's her favorite place. And she's always in, and her, I always have to hit translation when I'm reading her posts because she'll, she's gotten so, uh, fluent in the language that, you know, the different languages down there and she just loves it. And she's made many friends and down there because of that. And the Lord just has used her mightily in these trips. And so, you know, the Lord provides and, you know, and he provides for us careers. He provides for us our homes and, the vehicles that we buy, you know, I, I have like me and my husband, you know, we had gotten a car loan and, you know, I'm not dissing anybody that gives a car loan. I just didn't like having a car loan and having this over my head. And so we kind of prayed about it. And it's like, we are going to pray about this whenever we need a vehicle, we need furniture. We're going to pray about it and let the Lord just provide. And the Lord you know, the lap, you know, my husband was needing a new vehicle and we're just like, we just got done paying off my car. We just did not feel comfortable just getting a car loan. And I just kept telling my husband, I was like, I feel like the Lord's just going to lay a vehicle on your lap that, that, you know, you can afford. And I kept driving past this, this pickup truck that was sitting on the corner and it was for sale, but I was like, oh, it's a Dodge. And I don't think my husband wants a Dodge. And I really wasn't, but you know, I kept catching this truck. And then finally, uh, my husband's manager, she had, she lives on the other side of town and she has to drive past this truck. And she's like, have you really thought about like looking at that truck that's on the corner there? And my husband's like, no. And I'm like, oh yeah, that truck. And I was like, I should have been listening to the Lord. But the guy let, that was selling it, let my husband test drive it. And then he, he went home and he just, he kind of looked it over and he, he made an offer and the guy went with it. Cause he said, you know, it's going to need new tires. And so I need to have this amount of money for tires. I went and researched it and the the guy was like, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll take that price. And I think it was like he, my husband took like 500 off, you know, so they could get tires. And it just, it was like, and, you know, my husband could afford it. He could pay, you know, cash up front and not have to worry about a loan. And so, you know, we were just praising the Lord because, this vehicle just essentially landed on my husband's lap. And, and that's how we should be is, is when we're in a relationship with the Lord, he's our provider. And that's essentially what the Levites is. They, they trusted him for their provision. Then, you know, we see that God provided cities of refuge because 
you know, he knew that there was going to be situations that arise where somebody accidentally kills somebody, you know, and, and God is a God of justice and he is a God that provides and he provided cities of refuge for people to flee and get a fair trial, you know, and, and if they were, you know, found guilty of willful murder, then justice was, you know, administered and they died. But if they were, you know, if it was seen as an accident, they had a place to be. And, and they, you know, as we see in the reading, they were to stay there until the high priest died, then they could go back home safely. But, you know, so God provided, you know, a place, you know, for, for people to go in these instances. And, and, you know, as I was reading, it just, you know, God provides kept, kept going through my mind that he provides and, you know, he still provides justice, you know, and, and then he also provided, you know, advice when it came to, to Zelophad's daughters. And we had read about that, you know, he cared about Zelophad's daughters that, you know, he, even though their father didn't have a son, they gained their father's inheritance. But there was concern that if they married outside of the tribe and based on what had been laid out by the Lord originally, then their tribe would have lost more land. And they were they were concerned. They were genuinely concerned going, wait a minute. And the Lord said, you know what? You know, and he provided you know, advised how to handle this. And, and that's just how God is, is he's a God who, you know, he, he provides, he provides, he's our provider, you know, as, as we talked about with, with Isaac and Abraham, you know, the Lord provided the sacrifice after, you know, instead of Abraham having to sacrifice Isaac, he, He's a provider and it's still true today. You know, I look to God's word, you know, I was just saying this on Facebook that, you know, God's word is still living and active and he provides. So he still provides for every need. And I just want to say, you know, if you're struggling, just remember, and you know, remember with Jesus, you know, when we've read about Jesus feeding the 5,000, which, you know, that wasn't the exact total. It was probably more because the women and children hadn't been counted, but Jesus provided, you know, through, you know, he provided in that time. And I just want to say, you know, especially in this time, you know, the, the reason why this really has come upon my heart is, you know, with, with coronavirus and what's going on is there are people that are out there that don't have a job and, you know, they've been laid off because of the shutdowns. You know, they're, they're wondering, how am I going to provide food on the table? And, and what I've told, you know, people in our church is that we have to start really looking out for people's needs. And when people are struggling, you know, meeting those needs and, 
and and sharing, you know, especially if we've been blessed with work and be able to still have finances coming in. But I also want to just say that as well that, you know, for those that, you know, you're wondering is, you know, where, you know, provision for food and finances is going to come, you know, the Lord's got you taken care of. And, you know, just keep looking to him and, and trusting in him. I remember my grandma, she, you know, I wasn't a believer yet, but my grandma, you know, the and the faith that she had in the Lord was such a testimony to me because her, my grand grandfather didn't make very much money. Um, she was pretty much on social security. And then my grandpa was mechanicking, you know, in his own business. And, but they didn't make a lot of money and they would have bills come in. And my grandma had some health issues and so did my grandpa. And so these bills would come in from the hospital or these other bills would come in and my grandma would be like, she'd be crying because the Lord, you know, the check that they would get, the Lord would just be like, you know, tithe. She would be tithing and she'd be crying going, okay, God, I trust you. And the Lord would come through and, you know, whatever they needed, it would be the exact amount that they needed. And, and that is the thing about it is God provides in these times and, and he's going, and he's still the same. He's going to provide. And, and so, you know, I'm just speaking over people's lives that, you know, the Lord's going to provide. And, you know, and he's there. He knows. He knows what you need. And just lay it before his feet, you know. Lay it before his feet, what you need. And he's going to, he's going to provide. And, you know, I've heard stories of, of other people where they need a provision. And, you know, you know, one woman was telling me when, you know, a single mom that her, you know, her, her child wanted, you know, soda, but they didn't have money for soda. They had enough money to get food and her, her little girl was crying and she said, Lord, you know, she's like, I know this is asking for a lot, but she's like, can you please find, you know, soda for my daughter? Well, somebody had left soda on the sidewalk, like a full bottle of soda on the sidewalk at their house and she was like looking around to see if she could find anybody and there was this soda there and it was for her little girl and she was able to provide you know it was just like a miracle for her or like my husband you know his mom and his mother and father had gotten a divorce and they had gone to a crisis intervention center and they were just they had just gotten into an apartment, uh, my husband and, and his brother and, and, and my mother-in-law and their church had been, or, you know, and they hadn't been really to church because they were, you know, in, in hiding. And my husband said they didn't have anything. And, you know, she was looking for work cause she hadn't been working. She had been, a stay-at-home mom, and then this all happened, she realized she needed to get a job. She had no money, 
when they left. Um, and it was a, it was a sad situation that they had to leave, you know, but, uh, my husband remembers, he said, you know, they had just these bananas and his mom had been praying and she felt the Lord, you know, telling her that she needed to make banana bread for, you know, they had some bananas and some flour and stuff. You know, they had enough, you know, to make banana bread. And she had been, you know, felt the the Lord telling her to make banana bread for the people at the crisis intervention center. And that was what she felt. And so she did that. And she's crying because she's, you know, they had bananas and just enough flour and everything. She was going to originally make banana bread for them to, to live on until she could get some groceries and get some money. And, and that banana bread was going to the crisis intervention center and they left. And when they came back, there was all these groceries that were at their front door and it was filled with all this food to last them for, for several weeks. And my husband said later on that they found out that the church that they had been attending, you know, they knew the situation that was happening. They knew that she had moved into this apartment and they had been praying and several other church members felt like they had to go grocery shopping for for this family and so all of a sudden there's all these groceries all these people buying groceries for for my mother-in-law and that's just the thing about it is God provides he knows our needs and so just listen to his voice even when it's hard just listen and just trust in him in in this time and so that's pretty much what I got out of this part of the reading. We're going to take a quick break and then we're going to go into the book of Luke. And we're back and we go into the book of Luke and we've, you know, been following the story, you know, Luke records the story of, of where John the Baptist came from, his origins, who his parents were. And, um, you know, it, it makes Luke's story is just so amazing about, you know, when I look at Luke's story, it's, you know, about the salvation that was for everyone, you know, and which was Jesus. And as we've been talking about, about God providing, you know, I mean, the most important thing that God has provided is he provided us a savior and we're seeing these events unfold before our eyes in the book of Luke. And we've seen it with Matthew and Mark, you know, and throughout the Bible, we just see the events unfolding for, with God making a way, you know, to, to redeem his creation. And, and so we go into this part in, in the book of Luke and it's the birth of, of John the Baptist and his, and him being named because the thing about it was in that time, the tradition with, with the Israelites was, you know, Zechariah, you know, Zechariah, 
his, you know, Zechariah, his family name is, so the son would have been named Zechariah because of the family name. It would be from the family. And see, the thing about it was the, the, the angel said the name was to be John. And nobody in their family had the name of John. And I think it was for the Lord to see their act of faith that they call him John. And we see as Elizabeth is being obedient and saying, no, this, this child's to be named John. And they've, they turn to Zechariah who cannot speak. And Zechariah writes on a tablet that his name is to be John. And that is when his tongue is loosed. You know, through his act of faith, that, you know, that saying this is going to be, you know, his, his name's going to be John. And then, you know, this man who had been doubting, the Holy Spirit comes upon him and he, he has this prophecy over his, you know, over his son. And just remember, you know, this is a time where God has been silent and, you know, and it's not that he wasn't there and that he wasn't present. You know, God was working in so many ways. And, you know, our Bible, you know, we look to our Bible to a lot of things. But we also should, you know, read history. And God was working in many ways. You know, there just wasn't any prophecies. There wasn't prophets. And so in that time, they hadn't heard from God. And so all of a sudden this is happening and this is becoming the talk of the town because they're going, something's going on. There's something with this child because one, you know, Zechariah's not been able to speak this whole time that she's been pregnant, you know, and so he had some kind of encounter when he went in to offer the incense and that's, that's their thoughts. And then, you know, they're, they're going, okay, he's prophesying. And he he releases a prophetic declaration knowing that the time of redemption has arrived. You know, he's, you know, providing a prophetic declaration over his son that his son was going to be the one that, that um, announces, you know, introduces Christ as the Lamb. You know, and, you know, that he was God's messenger to come to prepare the way of the Lord. And, and so we look at that and, and that he was, you know, and, you know, thinking of in terms that God provides, God provided one, the messenger to announce Christ is going and then he provided our Messiah, which is Jesus you know, Jesus is, is the light rising to illuminate the world. You know, in, in the King James Version, you know, there's a word that says day spring. And the word, you know, refers to light rising in the east at the, to- at the dawn of the day. And so, you know, Jesus was the light rising to illuminate the world. And his light would break through the spiritual blindness and darkness and deliver those living in the shadow of death. And so, you know, God provided a way, you know, and we didn't deserve it. You know, he, we didn't deserve it. You know, we were still sinners, you know, and, and as I like to say that 
the especially the Jewish people, their their hearts were hardened. You know, they weren't worshiping the idols that their forefathers had worshipped, but their their heart was still inclined to rejecting God. They were living in religion, but not relationship, which is a form of rejection, you know. And God still provided a way, you know. And, and we look in the times when Jesus came, you know, there was the Romans, there was all these worship of, you know, different idols and, you know, sexual morality. He came in a time that was, you know, dark, you know, and, and people were in bondage. But God still provided the way because of his heart, because he loves us, you know, and, and because he's a loving and just God. And, you know, it's all about relationship. And so, you know, at the end of, you know, Luke chapter one, it talks about John. We don't really know very much about John's life. You know, the next time that we see John, you know, he's going to be going into his ministry, his his calling and, all we know is that, you know, he, that the spirit was upon him and that he was in the deserts. You know, he lived in the desert and it was referring to the Judean wilderness. And he stayed there until the beginning of his ministry. And as I've talked to kids, you know, the reason why he stayed in his, in the wilderness, when you think about it, you know, he had time to, there was no distractions he had time to worship God and be in communion with God. And um, there has been speculation and some have suggested that he was raised with a group that of Jewish separatists that were called Essenes. And they lived in the Judean wilderness. When you think about people like the kind of to compare a scenes with something today, like you think of um, Quakers and Mennonites where they're living separate. And I really shouldn't say Mennonites because we do have a Mennonite clan in, in Wyoming and their kids, you know, do work at some of the bakeries and stuff and, and just different places. So they're not totally like secluded. Like they do come you know, they do talk to people out in the world today and, and all of that. But you think about some, some of the groups, there are some that live totally separate and they're here in the United States. They totally live separate, but they live so close to God. Now it hasn't been proven whether he, he was with this group, but they lived separate. They lived in the Judean wilderness this was the same group that would pen the, the Dead Sea Scrolls, which were discovered in 1947-1948. But for him to live out in the desert, he was living so close to God, and he had to rely, and I think, too, living out in the, in the wilderness, it, it taught him to really draw near to God and rely on Him. And so... You know, and we do look at his lineage and it came from the Levites, from, you know, especially the line of Aaron, you know, and 
and and so his inheritance was was God, you know, and so you know it's just amazing to look at the you know the Bible, and when you look at it deeper, just seeing how we can relate to it, you know, in our own lives and how it can change us. And so, you know, and as I read, it's always something different, you know, every year, it's just when I go through my daily reading every year, it's always, you know, the Lord always just eliminates something else, you know, something more deeper. And that's just how God is, you know, he provides, he provides revelation in his word, you know, when, especially when we're seeking and hungry, you know, spiritually hungry for it. So, uh, pretty much that is what I, I had for today. So the next episode is going to be the start of season three, and we're going to go into the book of Deuteronomy. And we're going to start with chapter 1, verse 1, through chapter 2, verse 37. So we're going to read two chapters out of Deuteronomy. Uh, we're going to read Psalm 40, verses 6 through 10. And then Proverbs 7, verses 16 through 19. And then uh, Luke chapter 2, verses 1 through 24, which is the birth of Jesus. And um, which is so and neat. So I'm going to end in a prayer and I'm just going to say, thank you, Lord Jesus, for Lord being our provider. Lord, we just thank you that you provide for all our need, all of our needs. But most of all, you provided the way, you know, to salvation, which is Jesus through your son. There's no other way, you know, to salvation other than through Jesus. And that, Lord, I just pray that you just come cleanse our hearts, cleanse our souls and minds. And that, Lord, that you just begin to work mightily in our lives, Lord. Let your word just continue to bring revelation into our lives. Lord, just have your way, Lord, and just be magnified, be glorified. And we just thank you in, in Jesus' name. Amen. Have a great day, you guys. Thank mm-hmm. you.